Hello and welcome to another episode of Miss Joyous Beauty Podcast. I am your host, Christina. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. We are going to get into my book, Reignite the Fire, How to Stay Lit for Christ all the month of November. We're diving into a chapter and I'm getting giving you guys a little background, a little bit um, more in depth of what I was thinking when I was writing it. So I can't wait. So I'm going to go ahead and get into prayer and then we're just going to go right into it. So Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for today, God. I thank you for being God. I thank you for being holy, God. I thank you for being just. I thank you for being righteous. And I thank you for your mercy, your goodness, your loving kindness, your tender mercies that are new every morning, God. I just ask that whatever you have on today's podcast, God, that it would go forth and that it would be what you want to say, God. None of me and all of you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So I'm so excited. Y'all, I don't know what's been going on with the weather, but, you know, this New York cold is getting me. I'm like, oh, not all there, but that's okay. We're going to push past, push through. I just feel like... There's been some, I don't know if it's an attack or what it is on um, me, but since I released the book, I have been dealing with these migraine headaches that are like, uh, like just mind numbing. And I'm just trying to push past it. Um, I see a doctor tomorrow, so prayerfully all is good. But I sometimes you just got to push past, right? Sometimes you just got to push past your feelings, push past what is ailing you. And sometimes I feel like it's an attack. I feel like it's a, a spiritual warfare at times. The enemy doesn't want you to speak on God. The enemy doesn't want people set free. The enemy doesn't want people working for the kingdom. And so he will attack in any way that he can think of. And I feel like at times we allow those attacks to stop us, hinder us, and not move towards what it is that we need to be moving. I feel like when I get attacked, I know I'm doing something right. You know what I mean? Like I know I'm doing something for the kingdom. So if you're getting attacked right now, this is not where I'm going with this podcast. But if you are getting attacked and you know that it's a spiritual attack, I just want you to fight back. Fight back with your sword, which is the word of God. Fight back back, fight back. Use the word of God to combat the enemy and make sure that you put on the whole armor of God. You know, make sure that you got your defense, make sure that you know your word, make sure that you're fighting in the spirit and that you're clinging on to Jesus all the more. Amen. So I just want to, I don't know who that was for. I'm going through my own battle, but it's neither here or there. I just wanted to preface that. So this might not be a long podcast, but We're going to talk about building your tribe, which is chapter four in my new book, Reignite the Fire, How to Stay Lit for Christ. If you do not have your copy yet, you can definitely um, go on my Instagram, Miss Joyous Beauty. I have a link to my website, um, which is ChristinaMDawkins.com. You can buy it through the website or if you're Amazon, you can also buy it through Amazon. Um, and it's called Reignite the Fire, How to Stay Lit for Christ. Thank you to every person that purchased the book, that told me that they purchased it, that you know said, gave me reviews. I am so appreciative of all of that. So I just want to say thank you. So are y'all ready? Because I'm ready. Today <laughs> is building your tribe. Can two walk together unless they agree? Amos 3.3. 3. So when I was writing this chapter, my thought process was, let's talk about relationships. Let's talk about relationships, friendships, 
um, things that people tend to, you know, not really consider or think about or um, when they're in their walk with Christ. Now, it's important that I say two things. The first thing is there should be in your friendships different I won't say levels, but levels, right? There are certain people that are acquaintances. You just know, they know your name, you know their name, their name, they're not really, you know, your quote unquote friend. And then you have your true true core friendships. Those friendships, I believe, should be of the same mind, right? Of the same same mind, because how can two walk together unless they agree? So when I was writing this chapter, I thought about where I had been in my relationships, where I had been in my friendships, and the times in my life where I thought that I was good in those relationships, but they were actually hindering me from kingdom growth. Now, the book is Reigniting Your Fire, right? Staying lit for Christ, staying on fire for Him. The Certain relationships will burn your fire. You know what I mean? Will will ignite your fire and certain relationships will dwindle your fire. It'll put your fire out. And you have to be mindful of which relationships, which friendships are doing that. So for me, I talk about my experience with my ex-fiance. I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I was not supposed to marry that man. I knew it in my heart of hearts. I knew it in the very whatever, you know, we I think we all have that like um just knowing like I knew, but I was so invested in this relationship. I was so invested in 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 the the friendship, the relationship that I was like, "Oh no, I got to ride this thing out." I, how are you going to say I've been with this person for this many years and we didn't get to this point? Like no way. I'm riding this thing out. And so I remember not having peace about it. And I just was like, God, why don't I have peace about this? You know, is he the one for me? Is he the one for me, God? Is he the one for me? And I would constantly be asking the Holy Spirit this. And let me just tell y'all, when you ask the Holy Spirit something, expect an answer because he will give it to you. And so, you know, sometimes we just ask and don't really expect an answer like, oh, Holy Spirit, guide me, show me, da 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 And then we're just like, la-da-la-la-la-la. He gonna give it to you. And you have to be ready to receive that answer. And I knew, like I said, that he wasn't the one, but I, I didn't know if I wanted confirmation like the way I got the confirmation. Like the Holy Spirit was like, oh, you want to know if he's the one for you? Okay, got you, boo. Every time I'm telling y'all, what I, I am telling y'all, it was like clockwork. Every time I asked the Holy Spirit, was he the one? something would come up, a phone call, something, it would be an argument, something he said, something he did, something that it was just like, if you don't see these warning signs, if you don't see these things that are, um, that are in the way of, of our relationship, meaning my relationship with God, if you don't see this, I don't know how to help you. And mind you, I had the venue booked. I had, um, uh, the date set, you know, uh, we, we were going to get married the following year. And by the grace of God, I called off that wedding. And was it hard? Yes, it was very hard. But I felt like it would be more hard for me to get married and not be in the will of God and end up divorced. Um, 
because I felt like that, you know, I, I do believe God could have, you know, he could, God can do anything. He could restore. But why would I willingly disobey God knowing that this relationship wasn't for me? Knowing that the two walking together, you know, we, we couldn't agree. How are we walking together if we don't agree? How are we walking together if we don't agree? And I I couldn't reconcile that in my heart to to say or to justify getting married just to say, okay, I did it. I could save face now. You know what I mean? Like, oh, all these years invested and look, we made it here. Now, it was difficult. It was hard. It wasn't easy, but I'm so grateful that I did it. I'm so grateful that I followed the Holy Spirit's leading. And I think at times in our lives, you, I feel like, you know, for me, I can only speak for me, but I've discounted the Holy Spirit's leading and I felt like I know best. I can do this. I know best. God, I, I get you, but I know best. We have to come to a point in our lives where we don't know best. God knows best. And even if it hurts, even if it doesn't feel good, even if it feels bad, even if it feels like this can't be right, you know, why is this happening to me? God knows best. And some things he doesn't want us to experience, but we want to experience for the sake of experience, right? We just like, oh, I know best. I know my life. I know my plan. I know this is how I want it to be. God knows what's best for us. So rest in his plan, rest in what he's doing. And even if it doesn't feel good, rest in it. And I had to rest in that. That was a hard period of time after I broke up that engagement. Like I felt like, dang, man, I ain't going to find nobody. I ain't going to ever be married. I'm never going to get, you know, the kids that I want. Like, I'm just going to be stuck now because I, you know, man, like this was my opportunity. And God restored God, you know, my, my husband, I have my husband now, you know, I have my children now and God restored that what I thought was broken, what I thought, you know, I, I had to have for sake of relationship. So when I say, when I was, um, writing that chapter, building your tribe, you have to find like-minded people to be in your corner, whether it's relationship whether it's friendship, anything, you cannot build rapport. You cannot, not rapport, you cannot build with people who are not of the same mind, meaning the same spirit, meaning Christ's people. <laughs> like we want to build with people who are not um, Christians who are not believers, who don't have the same mind as you. Like that doesn't make any sense. Why would we do that? Why would we have inner, um, core relationships with people, with non-believers? I'm not saying that you don't have, you know, um, that you just cut off everybody who is not a believer and, oh, I can't be friends with you because you're not a believer. I'm not saying that. I didn't say that in the book. What I'm saying is the inner core friendships, your inner core friendships, they need to be of the same mind. They need to be of, um, of Christ. They need to, you guys both need to be Christians and it's not going to work. You are not going to work unless it's that way. So there are times when you're going to have to cut off people who are not of the same mind as you. And when I say keep saying the same mind, I'm meaning the same mind as Christ who had, who, who are Christians and believers. And I've had friendships with people who were not 
of the same mind. And it was difficult because I always felt like I was trying to pull them over and they were trying to pull me over. I was trying to pull them over and they were trying to pull me over. And it was just like, you know, the Holy Spirit kept saying bad company corrupts good habits. You think that because, oh, I could save them. Oh, I, I, I'll rub off on them. Oh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll help them out. I'll, I'll pull them out. When really honest and truth in my uh, former friendships, I was being pulled down. I was being way down. I was being distracted from kingdom work like nobody's business because I was so caught up in their drama, so caught up in their mess, so caught up in whatever they want to talk about. My my ears became garbage cans because all they wanted to talk about was junk. You know, it was never edifying. They never built me up. They never, you know, encouraged me to to be better and do better in Christ. It was always the opposite. I was always trying to pour into them, but they it, it never, you know, it didn't amount to anything. It was really the other way around. The, the bad company, the bad conversation was literally, you know, weighing me down. And I would get off the phone vexed. I would get off the phone like, oh, oh, like that was a lot. Like, you know, like I would, you know, start dodging the conversations because it was too much for me. And I had to come to a realization that if you're going to be in my inner core, if you're going to be a true friend of mine and I'm going to be a true friend of uh, to you, I need to know that we are on the same page when it comes to who we are in Christ and what we believe. Because, I, you know, it's it's one thing to have a lukewarm Christian friend, right? Somebody who's, you know, mm, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. And just, just a nugget. Luke, how, how do I say this kindly? Lukewarmness is already choosing cold. Does that make sense? You know how somebody will say, "Oh, I'm lukewarm," or "I'm I'm 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 in and out." You've already chosen that you're out because if you're all in for Christ, then you have to be hot. Does that make sense? It's like it's like um, how do ah oh, man, what is it? It's like is it a scripture in James? I can't remember. I think it might be James. Uh, it's either James or Revelation. I don't remember which one, but it's basically saying, um, you know, God, you either choose one, be hot or be cold. Choose one. Like you got to choose one. You're either you're in or you're out. You're either going to be hot or you're going to be cold. But that middle ground, that lukewarmness where you think that you're in, but you know, sometimes you like to step out. Like they got these t-shirts. Oh, I'm a Christian, but I curse what like what like like no you know how can blessing and cursings come from the same mouth like how can you bless god with your lips and then curse with your mouth like how 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 can blessings and cursings come from the same mouth you know like can 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 fresh water um and, and dirty water flow from the same spring like that that's not possible so as a believer we have to recognize that we are christians and if we're going to say that we're followers of Christ and we want people to follow Christ, then we have to be an example for non-believers. We have to be examples for baby Christians who don't know how to walk it out. And if you're a mature believer and you're a mature Christian, then there are some things that you got to let the Holy Spirit get out of you. Like,
like we um they, like we we talk about you know burn uh, a fire in me god you know some some of those things mean to burn the, the the flesh away burn the things that are not like you god like the things that that you don't like burn those things off of me so that i can be a true representation of who christ is and and the thing is christians are not perfect you know we're not walking around like we're perfect we're we're aspiring to be like christ which means that there are things that we can't do there are things that we won't do and and it's not that we we have to like constantly oh i gotta watch my mouth i gotta watch my mouth no god the way that the Holy Spirit works is he will remove those things. So if you have a problem with cursing or if you have a problem with, you know, um, whatever it is that you have a problem with, you need to start asking the Holy Spirit to, 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 to remove those things from you, to remove those things from you. And he will, he will gently start to remove those things from you where it won't even sound right coming out your mouth. Well, you'll be convicted of it when you say it, like he will start to remove those things because it's not his spirit. You know, like cursing is not God's spirit. That don't come from God. That that's the spirit of the enemy. So when people represent those shirts, oh, I'm a Christian, but I like to cuss. That's not godly. And and whoever thinks that that is is it's not right. And another thing, and this is just a side note. I'm sorry, but I gotta say it because it's on my heart. Fornication is not of God. Fornication is not of God. Fornication is not of God. And there is an article of a lady who wrote that she's a Christian and likes sex and God wants her to have sex because, you know, that's what God, you know, God loves her and how could he deny her and he wants her to live an abundant life so she can have sex. Uh, what? What? That is not biblical. That is not God. And that is a false spirit. And it says in the Bible that the very elect will be deceived. The very elect will be deceived in the end times. Meaning that the very Christian, the Christians who should know, who should know better, will be confused, will be um will be lacking judgment, will be lacking discernment, will be lacking what the Bible actually says. So if you if you're following people who are justifying sin, I just want you to know right now that it's not of God. God did not God does not want us operating in sin. Okay? That's not his plan for our life. He hates sin. And I don't think we get the fact that God hates sin period. He don't like it. And that's the whole concept of Jesus coming and dying on the cross for our sins because God hated so much that he had to pour his wrath on someone. So who did he want to pour his wrath on? It wanted to be us, but because he loved us so much for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He poured out all his wrath of sin on Jesus. Jesus took our place of that sin. You know what I'm saying? Jesus didn't come and, and, and sin, Jesus didn't deserve to die. Jesus, de we deserve to die. Our, our flesh deserved to die. It was us that, that erred, that was in human error, but Jesus took on our sin. He became sin for God's wrath to pour onto him. And when it poured onto him and he died, he conquered death. He conquered the grave. He rose from the grave and now sits at the right hand of the father. So now guess what? Jesus is our, 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 our mediator. Like he is the one that, that brings us to the father that brings us to God. So when God sees us, he no longer sees our sin. He sees Jesus. He sees the sacrifice. So so how can we continue in our sin? How can we continue to live? 
live our life like we are in, in sin, when we have been purchased, when we have been made new because of Jesus. I don't want to live a life in sin anymore. I don't want to practice sin. Why? Because why would I? Jesus died for me. That sin is disgusting to the Father. And because I love God so much, I don't want to willfully practice sin. That means I don't want to willfully curse. I don't want to willfully um, practice fornication. I don't want to willfully practice things that God despises, that God hates, that God loathes. I don't want to do that to my God. My God loves me. And I feel like as a body, as believers, we have to recognize that sin is sin is the issue. Sin is the true issue of most of our um, pain points in life is that we welcome sin so freely. We just say, oh yeah, come, let's just, just live it up. Let's, let's do life. YOLO, you only live once. I could do whatever I want. That's not the case. That's not the case. It's not the case. No, you can't do whatever you want. You can't. And it's okay that you can't. And I think a lot of times as believers and, and baby Christians, they get mad. They get upset because I can't do whatever I want. And this sucks. Why would I want to be a Christian if I can't do whatever I want? Why would I want to be a Christian? I, I, I am my own person. I am da 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 No, you were purchased. You were purchased. And, the, and, 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 and it was a hefty price that was paid. He was beaten, ridiculed, spit upon. Okay, crucified, cursed at. I mean, think about think about what happened to Jesus for your sake. And you think that it's okay to live life how you want to live it because YOLO, because you only live once. Baby, there's eternal life. Okay, and you want to make sure that you get to eternal life. So if that means that you got to do some work in this life, if that means that you got to go to the Holy Spirit and get on your knees and repent and say, God, I'm sorry for the things that I've done that you hate, that you despise, that you loathe. But I'm so grateful that you don't even see that anymore, because therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You don't even see my sin anymore. You see Jesus. When you look at me, I will not willfully practice this. I will Will not willfully practice that. I will stand on the word of God because it says, be holy for I am holy. So that means that I can walk in holiness. And that means that it's okay for me to be holy. People look at holiness like, oh, you think you're all that? No, baby. I don't think I'm all that. God is all that. And I'm just trying to be like him. <laughs> like, like what is so wrong with wanting to be holy? That is the enemy. That's the enemy. That's the enemy who comes in, who says, oh, look at her. She, she thinks she all that. She's trying to be perfect. She trying. Yes, I'm trying to be perfect because Christ is perfect and I'm trying to be like him. And if I proclaim to be a Christian, that means I'm a little Christ. That means I'm striving for something. Am I going to get it right? A, B, C, D all the time? Heck no, I don't get it right all the time. Why? Because we are in earthly bodies and we're not going to get it all the time. We're not going to be perfect. We are going to fall short. We are going to sin sometimes. There are going to be some things that we just don't get, but we have to constantly work at it. We have to constantly pursue holiness. We have to constantly pursue godliness. We have to constantly pursue righteousness. It's a constant um, fight because your flesh don't want you to be right. Your flesh doesn't want you to be perfect. Your flesh doesn't want you to be operating in um, the spirit. Your flesh don't want none of that. The enemy don't want that. So it fights you. It battles you. 
But that's why I love the Holy Spirit so much. And that's why you have to get in tune with the Holy Spirit and what he says and how he says it and 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 fall in love with hearing his voice, fall in love with, with hearing his nudges, just fall in love with Jesus, period. Once you fall in love with Jesus, it's the love of Christ that compels us to change. It's that love that compelled me to change. It's that love that compelled me to look at my relationships differently. It's the love of Christ that said, I shouldn't marry this man because he's pulling me away from kingdom. It's the love of Christ that told me I'm acting different when I'm around him and I'm not myself. And he doesn't know the true me because I've been hiding because I put a mask in front of my face because I didn't want to show who I truly was because I didn't think he would still like me this way. It's the love of Christ that compels us to change. It's the love of Christ that says, I don't need to curse anymore because I realize that blessings and cursing shouldn't come from the same mouth. It's the love of Christ that says I shouldn't be practicing homosexuality because because it's not of God and Jesus know and it's not right and 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 it's a sin and it's not pleasing to the Father. It's the love of Christ that says, ah oh, man, no, I shouldn't I shouldn't be practicing fornication. I shouldn't have sex outside of marriage because it's not right and God doesn't honor that and He wants me to you know to be married and 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 He has whoever He has for me and there's a reason. There's protection. There's a protection. There's a protection that God has when we're in his will. When we're outside of his will, there it, it's 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 like his protection is still there, but it's you're outside of the will of God. And we wonder why people get so messed up. You're outside of his will. Try, you know what I mean? Like when I was outside of God's will, things were messing up bad for me. Bad for me. When I was outside of his will, that relationship took years off of what God had wanted me to do. Now, granted, can he restore? Yes. Can he redeem? Yes. Can he? Yes. He can do all things. He's God. He can do anything. However, I've wasted years being in a non-fruitful relationship. It didn't produce anything. I had nothing from that relationship. It produced nada, zilch, nilch, nothing. So be careful being so comfortable being outside of God's will. And if you don't know God's will for your life, ask him. <laughs> ask him, God, what is your will for my life? What's your will? What Am I in your will now, God? Am I doing what you want me to do, God? Where, where, where am I at, God? And and he'll let you know. And he'll let you know. So I kind of got off subject, y'all. And I'm sorry. Um, I know this is about building your tribe. But I guess the Holy Spirit had a different plan for somebody out there. So I'm just going to rock with it. And we just going to rock with it. But getting back to building your tribe, it's important to look at your current state of relationships, friendships, and see if they measure up to what God's standard is. Jesus had his disciples, his inner court, his people. Those are the people that build you up. Those are the people that correct you. Those are the people that rebuke you. Those are the people that love you. Those are the people that can tell you, hey girl, I don't know what's going on with you, 
but I feel like I need to pray for you right now. I feel like you're going through an attack. Those are the people that you want in your corner. Those are the people that you want fighting for you. And it's hard to find those relationships. Trust me when I tell you it is not easy to find godly relationships But it is so important that that be in your prayer life. It is so important that you start praying for godly friendships, godly relationships, and starting to build your tribe. For a long time, I could not find anybody, when I say anybody, anyone who wanted to follow Christ. I remember being in my car crying out to God, like, why am I the only one who wants to follow you? I feel so alone. I remember crying out to God. I remember it so clearly. I was so hurt. I was so lonely. I was so lonely, y'all. And I'm about to cry right now because I just remember the pain that I felt being alone. It's not good for us to be alone. You know, like we weren't created to be alone. We were created for community. We were created to, you know, have relationships, to have friendships, to have, you know, people. Like (laughs) we weren't created to just live in a bubble. So... For a long time, I had, you know, relationships, but they weren't godly friendships. They were just just for the sake of having friends. You know, I need somebody to talk to. Like, oh, my gosh, it was so bad. And I remember just being in that car. And this was like before social media became popular, before like, you know, social media became popular. That's all I can say. It was uh, you didn't really have access to what we have access to now. And so... It, it was hard for me to um, to be alone. And I remember crying out to God for godly friendships and godly relationships. And I didn't get it. I didn't get it. God, I didn't get any. God didn't like the next day send me a godly friendship. He didn't, you know, like I had to learn to walk alone. I had to learn to just keep striving and keep doing God's will and keep praying and keep reading and keep you know, fasting. I had to literally just say, it's just going to be me and you, God, then that's just what it's going to be then, you know? And when social media boomed or whatever came out, I remember I was like, oh, wow, this is awesome, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't Facebook that really did it for me, but Instagram. When I found Heather Lindsay Instagram, I was like, huh? Somebody who's talking about Jesus and is not afraid? What? Somebody who's saying, she's pointing out this? She said that? I was like, what is this? This is amazing. <laughs> and I just follow her. And then I started following um, other people that, you know, followed her and that were a part of her. And I was like, oh, wow, all these people are, are have the same mind as me. Like, this is crazy. And um, I remember... Uh, I didn't know what Pinky Promise was. I didn't, I had no idea what Pinky Promise was. And I'm like, what is Pinky Promise? And I followed Heather for like a year and a half before I decided to look for Pinky Promise. And Pinky Promise is a group of, of women who want to live for Christ, who want to just live for God. And I went to the conference and my mind was blown. My mind was literally blown at just the praise and the worship and the fellowship And I was like, okay, I need community. I need this in my own life. And so if you're searching for community, I just, I want you to 
pray. Number one, that God reveals to you who should be in your tribe and who you might have to start separating yourself from. And 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 don't let that be such a bad and negative thing. Like if somebody is not propelling you towards kingdom, if somebody is not propelling you towards God and righteousness and holiness and doing things for God, question that. Question that level of relationship. Question it. Just question it. That's all I'm going to say. Just question it. Huh, God, is this from you? Did you send this or or is this a is this a counterfeit? Is this is this real or is this, you know, sent by the enemy? Enemy can send you somebody too now. Like let's let's be real. The enemy uh roars around looking for somebody to devour. He looking. He looking, okay? And he'll send you some familiar spirits. He'll send you some people that haven't come around in a long time. You be like, "Where you come from?" Like all of a sudden at an opportune time, you know, I'm feeling lonely and and so and so call. Uh-huh. Yeah, that might not be from God. Question it. God is this from you and expect to receive the answer. And when he tells you no, then know what to do with that no. Okay, God, that ain't from you. Let me, let me, let me delete block. Delete and block. We need to get that delete block game on lock, okay? Delete that text, block the number. And it and be okay with that. And be okay with that. You know, like it's gonna be okay. God knows how to replace with something even better. Like the friendships that I'm starting to develop now are beyond me. Like I couldn't even ask for ask for something like it's it's mind mind blowing mind boggling the fact that god has answered my prayers like six seven years later you know what i mean like it took time for god to 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 develop me number one and it took time for him to weed some people out of my life it it, i didn't want to get rid of some people that were in my life i i i mean as much as i knew i needed to i didn't want to because it's hard but at the same time if you're not propelling me towards kingdom, then I don't, how can two walk together unless they agree? How can two walk together unless they are in agreement? So I just wanted to say all that to say, build your tribe according to God, according to his standards, and trust that he knows what he's doing with your friendships, with your relationships. And be okay deleting, be okay transitioning into different seasons with different people. People, Not everybody is in your life for the same season. Not everybody is in your life for the same reason. Know the difference. Know the difference. And that don't mean that you need 30 close friends. You know, if that's you, good. But I just need like one or two, two or three, and I'm good. Because those people are the ones that I let in in. Does that make sense? Those are going to be the ones where I can be vulnerable with, where I can cry with, where we can slay demons with, where we can, you know, (laughs) 
the, that those are the relationships and friendships that I want. I want to be able to call up a sister and be like, I need your prayer right now. And she goes right into prayer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want those relationships, those friendships, because those are the ones that are going to propel me towards kingdom. The friendships where you're not envious of me and I'm not envious of you. You're not jealous of me. I'm not jealous of you. I love you propelling towards kingdom. You love me propelling towards kingdom. Those are the friendships that are necessary. Those are the friendships that are going to bring growth to the kingdom. That's how we should Christians should be operating in the first place. Huh? Hello? That's how Christians should be operating in the first place. So if we're not doing that, if you don't have that, reevaluate your friendships, reevaluate your tribe and pray. The new year is coming up. Some people don't need to go with you into that new year in the sense of friendships. Some people are going to have to stay in 2018. And you're going to have to be okay with that. So I think I'm going to wrap it up here because I felt like I went all the way off topic a thousand times. So God forgive me, but I think he wanted me to say some things that I said in here anyway. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I am so appreciative to each and every person that has purchased my book, Reignite the Fire, How to Stay Lit for Christ. If you would like to purchase a copy of the book, please go to ChristinaMDawkins.com and you can purchase there or you can also find me on Amazon.com and you can find me on Instagram at Miss Joyous Beauty. Um, DM me topics that you would like me to discuss on the podcast. Um for December. The month of November is still going to be the book. So we have two more weeks left of November. And then December, I want to know what you guys, um, some topics that you guys want to talk about. And uh, yeah, something that, you know, like just DM me, like what is, what is something that you really want to discuss or you really are interested in, or you want to know more about, or you just want to hear my thoughts on, or, you know, what God has revealed to me in certain areas or certain things, I would love to know. So if you want to um, tell me a topic, please DM me, Miss Joyous Beauty, and I will definitely do that for you. I love you guys so much for listening and thank you so much. Bye.